forge your inner armor. Welcome to the Inner Armor Podcast with Dr. Timothy Royer, where we explore ways to train our brains and bodies to become dynamically resilient so that we can all, from professional athletes to ordinary people, perform at our potential. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We have been in a series called Business Brains, in which we are sort of picking the brains, ha ha ha, of business leaders and talking about those brains and how they've been strengthened and their autonomic nervous systems have been strengthened through Royer Neuroscience, Inner Armor, and the techniques that we talk about all the time on this podcast. And so we are excited to have another business leader with us today who's going to Talk about his brain and what Dr. Royer and he have been able to do to improve and sharpen and strengthen it. And so once again, Doc is joining us by phone from wherever he is because he is <laughs> often off somewhere. And so I'll let him sort of maybe kind of, we always do the where's Waldo, let Doc figure out where he's at right now. And I'll let him introduce our business leader today. Yes. Well, it's great to be back on the podcast. We just finished up an episode a little while ago. And so even though you're going to have a week separation, I'm still in the same place I was on the last podcast. Uh, Doc, you're, is, Doc you're, spo you're spoiling the magic of media production here in which it, I you know, know, I know, but this is how they got to look behind the curtain every once in a while. <laughs> so, but I'm in, I'm in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're at Oklahoma State which we're really, we love working out here. Our whole team has been working with the different sports teams at Oklahoma State, as well as some at Oklahoma University. And it's really great to be able to help these college students as they're trying to navigate sports as well as academics and futures. And you know, I always like to say that our program for the brain for them in sports is more like a the Trojan horse to get in and let us really help them build their nervous system and help make them emotionally uh, strong and cognitively strong for their futures. And it's really great working with their population. Today, we're going to, I think, finish. This is our last in the series of Business Brains. And I've just had, I've been blessed to just have some great relationships over the years that people that start off as clients, but then become dear friends. And Sam is one of those people that it has been just such a joy getting to know Sam. And Sam's very successful at what he does, and I'll be sharing that with you. But even beyond that, just as a person, one of the just strongest integrity, real uplifting people that you'll interact with is Sam. And so I'm just glad to have you on the podcast, Sam. Could you introduce yourself wow. to our listener? Wow. Those were... That's not Come on, it's true. Okay. Well, I, yeah, that's my real nice. Guy. <laughs> that makes my day. It's good. See, this, you're now get, leading into one of the reasons why I am such a Royer neuroscientist. <laughs> because I get to have some stuff like this. Yeah. Um, no, my thank you, Dr. Royer. And great. And, uh, yeah. My, my name is Sam Cummings. I am a uh, primary job is I am a principal at a CWD real estate. And we are a in real estate investment management firm here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh -huh. It's where I am located right now in my office. 
lovely downtown Grand Rapids, two amazing business partners and friends who are also clients, I think. Both, I think, are clients, mm-hmm. Dr. Royer. And uh, yeah, and that's that's my primary business. I do some uh, I, I, I do some board work on the side. I am also an investor and a board member in a motorcycle American motorcycle manufacturing company called Buell Motorcycle Motorcycles. I'm nice. also in one of the owners and on the on the board of one of the two largest still independently owned brewer brewing companies here in Michigan. So. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah. In addition to some nonprofit work, I I have no shortage of things to keep my mind and body occupied, which is one of the reasons why I so value uh, my time with the Royer Neuroscience folks. So that was that first. You give me love setting it up for you, Doc. Yeah. My goodness, I'm feeling a little guilty about my schedule. Listening to where you're all the different things you're doing. It's so cool. Can we go, let's step back a little bit in history. Do you remember when we first connected and maybe a little bit about what that was about and how did I, I'm trying to reflect on when, when we connected and what was going you, on and where was that? Yeah. Or do you remember the, the running from the tiger era? Oh, <laughs> running from the tiger era. Yeah, I think it was kind of weird. I think originally you, I think he, he, didn't you meet him initially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's right. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I think it was Scott Weirdo, who is my friend and business partner, who actually one of them, who introduction originally and just had, had said, Hey, you guys should try that. And so I did. And how long ago do you think that was, Sam? Oh my gosh. Like, I think. I think the di- I think dinosaurs still roam. Probably, yeah. yeah. The Earth was still cool. So I think it was. It was had more than ten years. I'm probably twelve. Wow, wow. It's got to be right. I mean, it's, yeah, something like that. It's got to be around twelve. Yeah. So thirteen, next thirteen, maybe. Yeah. So what was your kind of like initial impression? Like, okay, what is this? you know, voodoo stuff that Scott's having me go. See, do you remember any of that? Can you, I mean, it's a while back, but hopefully you're brain strong enough. Do you remember kind of what your initial thoughts were and kind of how that? I remember the, I just, the the initial testing, I, candidly, I was a little skeptical of some of that. Yes. Because there were, there were eye tests and then some of that stuff. I'm like, why are we doing that? You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, all right, but you know what? I'm going to run with it. And then, but uh, I do remember, I mean, I, which is why I think I called it the run from the tiger era, because I do recall those initial times when I got when you actually hooked me up and, and when I, back, back then I, it was all about trying to relieve me of, of my, my excessive high beta. And I just, I remember seeing those numbers, you, you explaining, you and Amy both explaining that where normal was, where your peak uh, performance is relative to, to some of those. And just seeing that mine was like 5X that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're telling not- me that 
yeah, you telling me that you're clearly functioning. I'm paraphrasing now, but because yep. I, you know, but you're you're fu- you're clearly functioning. But if you keep up, keep at this pace, you're going to exactly the analogy, but something to the effect that you are going to flame out. You're yeah. just burning fuel faster. You're putting it in. Yeah. Did, did, did that resonate with you or did that feel like oh, this for, for sure? Well, for sure. Because, because okay. at the time, I just, I always felt like, I always felt like I was overwhelmed. Right? Mm. Mm. One, of, one of my mentors also used to say, desperation is a stinky cologne. And I just, <laughs> I always used, you know what I mean? Wow. And I always used, I've always carried a lot. I've always had a lot of things on my to-do list, but I just, back then, I, I was not effective in executing the things on, one, number one, executing on the things on my to-do list, nor was I as effective as I could be at prioritizing the things on that to-do mm-hmm. list between what is what is urgent, right, and what's important. And that's, I mean, that's a really... It, that's a big thing for, I would say, every business person in the world today, every person in the world today is just trying to to be able to focus on and pay attention to those things which are most important versus the things developed throughout the day with urgency. Yeah, definitely. So you felt like it was more of, Everything was urgent. Yeah, everything was urgent. Okay, so everything's a fire. I got to put out this fire, put out that fire. And my ass is on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, this is a family-friendly podcast, Sam. We can't use the word ass. I I guess maybe we can. We'll see what Greg says. I think he just did. Okay, okay. I mean, it's in the rearview mirror now. So, remember, I I grew up, I grew up on Old Hereford Farm, Hill County. So, I'll, I, I want to hear more about the. Tell me more about the Bull Hereford Farm. So, tell, where where are you from, and how did you end up where you are? Oh my gosh! Well, I did Come actually. On. My dad. I grew up north in the country. My dad was an executive at Gerber Products. And I never asked him before he passed away. And I, I just, it was always there. And I never asked him why it happened. But for whatever reason, when he first moved to Michigan, he was actually transferred there from California by Gerber Products Company. And for whatever reason, he started, he, he started raising cattle in, really? yeah, in Michigan. Okay. This was in the, this was in the fifties when he moved there. By the time I was young, we had, on the peak, we had 350 head of cold No, no so way. I, yeah. So when I was a kid, I, my dad was also one of those guys was, had a little bit of a work ethic. And there was no such thing as if you wanted something, you worked for it. And that was that. So yeah. actually, so all of us, when we were kids, we, we went to work on the farm and I did 4-H and shoveled something that I can't mentioned on this program <laughs> according to you and, <laughs> and bailed me. at the time I, I it was not it's not glamorous right and stuff and i didn't like it at all candidly it was not something that i ever 
necessarily wanted to do, but now, I mean, it was, it was pretty tremendous for my work ethic. And I, I didn't get before he passed. I didn't, I was able to thank my father for awesome. Cause he, I mean, he was one of those guys that of that era, I was, I didn't really have a great relationship with him until later. He, he was one of those guys that, that his, his method of raising a successful and or son that would quote unquote make himself was you will perform these tasks and behave this way or there will be sanction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that's been shaped to develop a lot of who you are today. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, as because of our, you, you, because of your relationship with me and with Janine and with Charlie, that our, we, my life and I, Somewhat different approach to child rearing. <laughs> I experienced myself, but there are to everything there is a season. Yeah, definitely. So, what happened after the working on the farm? Like, what did you do? Did you always want to be in business, or no? I say I was a late bloomer. I didn't really know what I wanted. Okay, and I, I went clearly. I went off to college. I small. College, New York State. I kind of came apart. I went through a period in, and where I was off the farm. I was away from my parents' supervision. I joined the fraternity, and I had a scholarship. That I lost my scholarship because did not really? maintain the proper grade point. Very true. That's. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I am here back in West Michigan is I I didn't I wasn't booted out of that college. I, it was close. I remember mm-hmm. a some a really uh, a surreal meeting between my with me, my father, and the dean of academics of that institution wow. where we we took my my I think my father negotiated with him something whereby I could take a leave of absence. Um and that, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. Um, I lost the scholarship. I took a leave of leave of absence from that institution. I went to Calvin College for a semester. Really, and Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it was supposed to be just a semester. I literally left all my stuff was still in my room in the fraternity house. No way. And I never. I just. I ultimately. I never. I never went. I met now one of. One of my best friends. The first weekend. Long story short, is I there were there were there were a couple of little bumps. Ultimately, I did recover my GPA, but I just I took Calvin College and I I never left. I along the way I I traded in my Chevrolet pickup truck, which was my first vehicle. Which you know I yeah I I, I, I think. I got it when I was 18, except or 18. And uh, I traded that in a used Volkswagen Rabbit GTI. <laughs> and then I became a car guy. I just, I, and so yeah. after college, I just, I went into sales and I went, I thought I wanted to be in the car business. I started kind of at the bottom. I worked for a, a local dealership. I worked hard. I was always number one or number two at that units sold anyway long story short i i it, it evolved 
and here, but but I, I spent some time selling industrial aluminum for a uh, company that was located here in Grand Rapids, ultimately was bought by a larger company. And one of the things we, that, that was super fun. That uh, was a kind of traveling salesperson job where mm-hmm. I was kind of talking to existing customers and other cold calling, literally going on doors and trying to ask for the ordering. And some of the stuff, most of the stuff that we did, this was pre-recession before a lot of the machine shop around all over the state where there was a lot of consolidation. There were all these machine shops all over Michigan. I didn't cover the entire state, mostly just Western Michigan. Yeah. From the, from the bridge south. We, we sold very specialized, uh, small bath plate of, of aluminum alloy, Maryland 6061 and 6063 to these small shops that, that needed them for jigs and checking fixtures primarily for model year product changeovers for, for OEM buyers. Wow. So I never knew any of this stuff. Well, I know. Uh, yeah. So that's why we do podcasts, I guess. Right? No, I just, I, I cannot believe that you lost your scholarship. I mean, yes, you can. No, I can't. You're so stinking smart and, and like everything. <laughs> I mean, how did you not? I, I, unbelievable. I mean, you must you know, have, must it was have just, stuff it was going on. And it, frankly, it was was I wish it, part of me part of me thinks all the time how could I have a do-over I mean you I and I were talking about that earlier yeah could I have a do-over of that but you know what I am I would I would say no at this point you yeah know? true I right? am really I'm one of those people that really believes in everything you do gets you to where you are yeah I think it's actually one of the one of the fundamental failures we have in electing leadership today, but that's probably a totally different conversation. But, I think know, that's I, on a different channel. Different channel. Yeah. It could <laughs> this inclination that everybody has a it's, you know, perfect from the day that they exhume from their mother's womb is just I don't know. I, I'm a very curious person. I am always interested in trying stuff. But yeah. that said have become a little bit more of an academic in my older yeah. age. Yeah. And definitely. Uh, I love to study stuff and I, I I love to read and yeah. I I just if I were to do that today I probably would not have the same result, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh, landed in the same spot though either. Yeah. So on this journey as you kind of reflect on it, I mean we got different people listening that are maybe new in business, some people who aren't in business at all. Maybe some people are kind of struggling, figuring things out. And at different points in our journey, we have different things going on. What would you say are like a two, three, like big things that have kind of carried you along the way that have kind of got you to where you are? And I know there's always more road to travel, but what do you think are like some couple principles that you have leaned into along the way? Well, there are, I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, Couple of categories, principles, yeah. which, which we in, in business call core values. Yep. And okay. then, and then traits, right? I mean, so, 
the core values are critical when you're when you're forming a strategic plan for for a business. It's almost right. like we're almost like the the, the kind of thing you do because you first you you formulate the vision, right? So this is this is this is what we're going to do. This is this is what we're going to improve in our world, um, and and how we're going to address this problem with business solution, and and obviously then you you get into the mission. But before and before you get in, call up the, the the mission, the operating plans of, of actually how you're going to do. It, you want to actually put down your core values, and those are those are can vary from business to business or person to person, but they always things like integrity right. we will in good faith we do I mean one of the core values that we have here is actually there are two of them that are born of of, of our individual and collective experiences one of them is that we will have fun right uh, we'll have yeah. fun doing what we're doing and another one is we actually borrowed a phrase from my father which is we will have our foot in the field Ah, oh, look at and you. For he all used to say that all the time. He said there is no substitute for the farmer having his foot in the field, and mm. for and that and that and that just kind of means showing up, right? Right. That 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 core value kind of is is kind of a good segue into trades, right? Yeah. So so showing up in one of the some of the things that have helped me along the way, and and, and I want to be clear, I, I still, I don't, I've had some successes, I've had shortcomings, I've had some failures, and I think those that's true of every business person, and they mm-hmm. things go in things go in cycle. I clearly don't know everything, but these are just things that are are important to me, and I live live well, and the things mm-hmm. that serve me well. And one of them is just that is. There really is, you need to be present to win in, in business and in life, in my opinion. And being present, things happen is, is critically important. One of the things that has served me really well is being curious. I think it's one of the greatest, the greatest attribute that a salesperson or anyone in sales can have is, is not only hearing what people say but really listening and trying to understand what's important to them. in many cases how can your product or service be important meet the goal their goals right and you only understand you don't learn anything by speaking and i think too many people get into meetings and they just start speaking and one of the things i learned when i was car business is it's, we used to we used to call it. There are a couple of people that I worked with. The guy that was one or two with me all the time. We, we always back and forth. A lot of the other salespeople would be say, hanging out outside smoking or whatever like that. And this guy and I were would be inside looking through phone books, writing letters to relatives or people we knew and stuff like that. But we would also there was this one guy that just he always did what we called buying it back. Person huh. was ready to sign the contract. He was ready to buy. The person was ready to buy the car, and the guy kept selling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If the if the people, if the person is ready to buy, put the pen down, 
and shut up. And yeah. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, how yeah. does this is fantastic? So, tell me how your brain plays into all of this. I mean, I have some ideas. But what is your perspective on? You have these core values. You have these traits. Where, where does the brain fit all of this? Why do you focus on making your brain stronger? You could choose t- your time to do all kinds of stuff. Why? Well, I'll do a couple of things. So, yeah, I, I, it's on my calendar once a, every week, once a week, Friday, ten thirty. I have. It's on my calendar as Royer Neuro. <laughs> it is time we look forward to. It. it just, but but that that's sort of my scheduled maintenance appointment that I do every week. That doesn't say that I don't that I don't use it. What I've learned every day. Two things. It's one. It's the technology itself, which which I can view. I can see. I can. See and feel how it impacts. But then it's also some of the things I've learned as a result of when I'm in a session, seeing how the technology works, seeing how I can impact my brain activity as it manifests itself on the screen by habits or by, by certain actions. Most notably, as you're the doctor, is, is breathing. So yeah. there, are, there are many times where I have a long list, always have a lot of things on my to-do list and it's rotating, right? And there are times where every business person has a situation where he's focused, he or she is focused on something that's important. Somebody comes into the office with something urgent. And then, so sometimes that can be overwhelming or two or three of those while you're trying to do or there's a there can be a breaking point. And sometimes it's just important. You, you see that screen in your in your head, and you just uh, you take a minute and you rotate, you close your eyes, and take some breath, and just yeah. get a little bit of a reset. You can see in your mind's eye what's happening as you feel it. Right? I mean, you're you're shutting down for a second. You're just regrouping. It's kind of like a flanking maneuver against the business things of the day. And yeah. you, just, you just reset. If there is anything that, 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 that is one of not the most important things that I've learned as a result of, of your care and teaching is just ha- developing that skill to be able to reset myself because panic is not good. Yeah. You know? And, and it, I mean, when I was 12 years ago, I was very quick to panic. And I still have times when I do, right? I mean, I, I nobody's perfect. I mean, I, I, right. a couple of cups of cups of coffee and it becomes harder for me to practice my neuro, royal neuroscience. But, but is that adequately answering your question? No, it's, I mean, it's been fantastic. It's a great, it has adequately addressed that. And it, it seems like when, when everything's coming at you so fast, it almost seems counterintuitive to slow down, slow down, right? And it's funny because our first podcast on the business brain, the person we're interviewing, he mentioned the slowing down and, and you almost, 
the almost response why would you slow down? But can you explain that a little bit? Because I think that's so hard because in a world where it's like, well, I don't have time. So I, I only had four hours of sleep last night and I'm moving from this to other. What do you mean by like slowing down? Like that doesn't seem right. So from your perspective, how would you? Oh, there's another analogy. You ready? I mean, yeah, we've talked about this probably more than five years, but yeah, it's one of my, I love to rent on stuff and I, yeah. you know, I love, and I love old stuff, old stuff. And one of my hobbies is I race an old sports car road courses and in racing. You, it is a, it is a race car driver's term is slow down to go fast. Smooth, smooth is fast. Erratic is not fast. It may look like you're doing a lot of stuff. It may look fantastic, but it is not fast. It is, it's almost like there's a, there are a couple, there, there are, there are a lot of business books that, that talk about busyness instead of, instead of business. Yeah. Fact, uh, focusing on important versus urgent. All this is in kind of the same category. Right. Is, is if you're just going fast, it's a lot harder to be able to, to focus on what's important versus what's urgent. And slowing down gives you a lot of clarity if you allow yourself to slow down. And sometimes, and it's really a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there, I mean, there are a lot of folks who, you know, and I'm one of them, guilty, guilty. It's, it's, it's something that I really have to use discipline on to, to rise above, but just making sure that, that you're focusing on your business, busyness. So, yeah. So what's interesting neurologically as you talk about that, the, the place that new ideas, innovation, disruptive kind of things come from, is a speed in the brain, the alpha waves, which re- it's a click away from the brain being asleep. And so many of us in all kinds of arenas, like we get stuck in this fast, hard grind, and we're looking for that new idea or that new way that actually will probably save a ton of time, but we won't let ourselves going to slow down enough or let the brain slow down enough to get in that smooth spot that you're talking about. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. actually, I mean, it, uh, where I was going, where, where I've left was that you've probably also heard the analogy of, of working. Are you working on your life business or are you working in it? And it's, again, I've been guilty. And it's what it's so important. Things, things go in phases, right? In business and in life, you go through times where you're potentially less productive or you catch yourself and say, Hey, wait a minute. I got to get out of the business and I got to get back on it. And what, yeah. the, what, what yeah. levers do I need to pull to get on it? And then you make changes. And, and again, going back to the, the breathing and the discipline of your product and your teaching and this then is, is a one is a, is a great tool to be able to, and skill. It's a tool and a skill to be able to help you get there. 
So as we kind of finish up, how has this gone? I know this is about business. We're talking about brain business, but have you noticed like outside of business, like over the last 10 years, where this ripples into your hobbies, relationships, parenting? Do you see that as you get in the spot and, and work on calming the autonomic nervous system and getting in, in the sweet spot? that it's impacted that over the last decade. And could you kind of, if it has, can you speak to that a little bit? For sure. I mean, I use it in everything. I, well, a couple, one, clearly it's, it's so it helped. It has so helped me be able to focus. Mm. I mean, I've done it a couple of times while we're on, while we're talking, settle down and just, you know, take a couple of deep breaths. I use it when I go home. I'm very fortunate. Mute is very, very short. I think the, you know, if, I, if I walk in my back door um, in work mode, that yep. would go over like a So And she'd let you know that. <laughs> so I, I use exercise and I, I sometimes when I, because a lot of times I'll come home and Janine and Charlie are there do work on homework or doing else or they're in a different place and Arjunine's making dinner. I'm very fortunate in that regard. And I just, I gotta, gotta reset myself. So a lot of times on the way home, I will take some time to just make sure that I'm putting myself in that and I'm doing a change in geography demands a change in, I need to come on, Dr. Royer, we need to come up with a word there. It's almost like a Jimmy Buffett song. Uh, don't you, know, you think change in geography, geography should, is a change in some mental approach or something like that? That's not yeah. jingle, it's not jingle, but there should it, be a it, phrase, it, a phrase. It was a Jimmy Buffett song. It was called Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. <laughs> Nothing remains quite the same. <laughs> Thanks. I woke See? up. I will go for a weekend last month. That, right? Yeah, I'm sing it together. Let's do a sing along. <laughs> Join in, Doc. My goodness. What is somebody to the pot? I'm going to get out the boat drinks. This is not, okay. This is non quitter. Somebody told me yesterday a great Jimmy Bossett quote that I hadn't heard before. He says something like, when the tide goes out, you can see who is wearing short. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh man we have digressed but no but i i do want to mention you yeah, no, go ahead. well i was just going to say how this has been not been a business thing for me I'll, I mean, this is uh, but I'm, I'm passionate about this and and i have a son who has um, special needs and we call them learning differences and I mean, he's, he's, he's a high functioning autistic kid that I, I want to be very careful about categorizing kids with autism or people with autism, right? Because you have seen one, you've seen one, but his very, a, a, a characteristic that many of them have, overwhelming number of them have is anxiety and or very, very high beta, just sometimes off the charts. My son has through now 
10 years plus of, of training, et cetera, has almost superhuman ability to be calm. Unbelievable. Um, and it's just, it's, it is so important for kids like him who can have unbelievable ability to focus or really low tolerance for distraction. That makes any sense? For him to be, to have this tool to know how he can impact his mind and move it to an area that he can control it and productive is, it's, it's really amazing. And it's, it's, it's been an incredible blessing uh, to our family to, I don't want to go off the reservation here, Doc, but, but just to have a situation, especially where you could, you and Amy were had some experience in this, really yep. relevant experience in this. Mm-hmm. And when we first met, et cetera, that's, that was real. And it was, it was incredibly helpful. And it's been yeah. a, a really a big, a big blessing to our band. Yeah. The, the journey and watching how hard Janine and Charlie have worked tirelessly at not just doing things the way everybody else might do things like over medicating and, and things like that, but saying, we're going to do the hard work. We're going to do the really hard work and day after day watching you guys, especially Janine work with Charlie. And I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing to see the transformation that has happened in his life and just all of us on the journey together. You know, yeah, I mean, I, and it's, and I, I think you are, I, I will, I will give my wife a lot of credit where yes. she, I, there were times where I was tempted to fall or, or follow the footsteps of my father. And I was really like, I wanted results. Now. I mean, I want, I, I cared about this, that she was relentless in her patience. And support of him as developing a young man. And boy, was she right. Um, yeah. He just, I mean, it's not over yet, right? He's only 16. But just, I am really fortunate to have had access to these amazing people and tools that have helped me personally in business and in, in my family, with my family. So, yeah. That's so far awesome. so good. And for me to be a part of the journey, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I've learned so much and it's just been great and how we can reach out and help other people because of your willingness to engage along the way, especially in the autism community has been really, you've laid the groundwork for that Janine and Charlie have by the work they've done. And that's for another series that's right on the, tales of this series where we're doing a three-part series on autism. So no, we all have a brain that needs to be worked on in one way or another, right? And that getting that stronger is only going to help with whatever it is we're dealing with. And this series has been about business, but I mean, you're, these last few minutes have been about, it's really about the brain. <laughs> and when well, we get I the mean, brain, Yeah, I mean, what's it for? I don't... Right. There are some business people where business is everything, but it's it's part of life and it's a tool, right? Yeah, ultimately, right. balance, life, balance, and family is also most important. Um, yeah. So, 
Well, thank you, Sam. No, uh, my gosh, my pleasure. And thank you for your friendship over the years. It's thank just you. been life-giving and being able to learn so much from you along the way. I appreciate you taking your time to share with our listeners, and I hope they are able to learn some things from it that will be helpful to them. But thanks a lot, man. I really oh, appreciate my, it. And yeah, my I, pleasure. Thanks for thanks for been fun. Okay. Nice, okay. Nice to meet day. you. Well, what a fascinating conversation. If you've been enjoying these conversations with business leaders, you're going to want to learn more about the tools that they're utilizing to gain an advantage in their world. And you can do that in a couple of different ways. Go to Amazon.com and you can find our book, Forge Your Inner Armor. It's available in print, ebook, and audiobook. Or you can go to our website, ForgeInnerArmor.com, learn all about the program and leave us a message there. This has been the Inner Armor Podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Would you please follow or subscribe and make sure to leave us a review or comment. You can learn more about Inner Armor, Dr. Royer, and how to perform at your potential by going to forgeinnerarmor.com.